so Adele, I'm dying to find out how your brude went where with our recipe. Well, it was kind of a butchered version of your recipe. Like I didn't have the golden promise and stuff like that. Kind of is but, putting it nicely. Huh. Yeah, I, I did. What, I did what I could. Hey, I did Chris. What I could with it. Chris from Brewers Pantry. <laughs> Just give me any old shit. Whatever you got. Yeah, I. I th- I think we went over last week that you didn't do what you could because you could have just messaged us and we could have walked you through it and came up with stuff. But you did, you, let's say that you, you did what you did. And <laughs> let's keep it I at that. I did what I did. I did what I did. And, um, I, I think like, so the trailer park end, version of our recipe. How, pretty much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Pretty much. Um, the brew day was, it went, it started off smooth. It was a smooth brew day. Um, you know, I had my mash in. I had my coffee in hand with my Baileys like I normally do. I set up my brew day in my garage rather than my back deck because there was going to be a storm coming that I didn't know about because I'm an idiot. I did. I checked the forecast for Saturday, not for Sunday, thinking Sunday would be fine. No, Sunday. But you did know about the storm because you brewed in the garage. Yeah, yeah. But like, like the day before Saturday, I thought the forecast for Sunday was going to be good. And so Chris from Brew's Pantry is like, uh, no, <laughs> there's a storm tomorrow. You are not bringing on your deck. And I'm like, oh, shit. So then I was like, OK, so Sunday morning, I set everything up in the garage and um, I'm brewing and the storms are brewing as well. And I didn't think anything of it. And then um, had a nice smooth brew day. You know, mash went fine. The sparge went fine, even though I didn't put any rice hulls in it. And I'm like, this is cool. And then the lights start flickering. It's about four o'clock at this point. The lights are flickering and I'm I'm doing the cool down. So I've got my wart chiller and my circulation pump is going to help cool things down with the hose and everything. So everything's cooling down. And then the power goes out. The power goes out. I'm in my garage. I've got all this beer in the Bruzilla. The Bruzilla is just sitting on like the floor of my garage. And there's, there's no way I'm lifting that up or having anybody else lift it up. Um, so I'm just thinking like, what the hell am I going to do? Like the beer is chilled to strike uh, or like um, yeast temperature, whatever. How am I going to get this Pitch beer into the ferment? Pitch temp. That's it. That's it. That's the word I was like. Brain. So, so <laughs> thankfully I had, I had opened up the, the garage door at the front of the house where it, um, a crack to let the hose out. So I was actually, I, I MacGyvered a way to get power to my Brusilla. And I, I grabbed an extension cord and I hooked my Bruzilla up to my car through this little converter thing. Um, and I was able to use that to pump the beer out of my Bruzilla. So I'm in my garage. I've got a headlamp on. I've, I'm hooking my Bruzilla up to the fucking car. Uh, my kids are running around with candles and stuff because that's safe. And um, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it was kind of a more dramatic brew day than I anticipated, but in the end, I think I think I made some good beer. I don't think it's as good as your original recipe would be, but we'll find out. So you hit OG. I did perfectly. Nailed OG. Perfectly. So that's great. Nailed and it. where are we at for FG right now? Where are you at for the finishing gravity? I have no idea because I don't have one of those tilt things. Oh, great, perfect. Well, I mean, I God for, I mean, you could. You could take a sample still. What? Yeah. Like open it up and did you So uh What are you okay, fermenting? So in? we ferment a source. Yeah. Yeah. Is that pressurized? You can pressurize that, right? I don't I don't have it pressurized though. I don't have the kit. 
I mean, you could take a siphon and, you know, mm-hmm. do the old school siphon. I've got a thief. Because you need to know what the... She, she's she got to know what the gravity is in order to dry hop. To do yeah, it the I'll, way check it do. At, I'll check it in a couple days. Like, I, I, I open it up, <laughs> I put the little thief in, and I just give her, like, I'll, I'll do yeah. that. So what are we doing, Adele? Do we just say, are we just, like, not going to try to, to close transfer, or we just said, fuck it? Well, how else am I supposed to take the reading? Like, that's a thing. I gave you... Uh, no, I understand that, but, like, to actually get in the keg. I sent you some stuff that might help. I haven't looked at it yet, but, like, I, I, I intend okay. to give it a good shot. Sounds it. Right. Yeah. Sounds like you're not going to do it at all. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Isotope Homebrew Podcast. My name is Brandon. With me, as always, is Nick and Adele. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Exit 12 Brewery, um, and search us on YouTube as well. If you're looking for Adele, she's at Brew Lady Beer on um, Instagram and Twitter, and BrewLady.com is her website. Uh, so, as we start off every episode, we're going to go straight into what we're drinking. We didn't want to talk about the... <laughs> no, no, we, we can do that after. We'll do gotcha. that. Find okay. a segue. I, I went first start. last week. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I'll you want to start? <laughs> no, I'm really first, easy. No. I mean, everybody knows what you're going to have. I know, have. that's why I'm like, so. let's get me out of the way. I am still drinking my smoked porter. <laughs> How's it drinking this week, Adele? <laughs> oh, you don't have to ask. The same as last week. It's smoky. It's good. I'm really sick of it, though, now. <laughs> it's going to be like every, every week, week is going to be like just an update on how the porter is drinking. still drinking This it. whole show has I been will a, kick this keg. a boondoggle. I think um, Brandon, it took Brandon and I a while into our homebrewing careers before we um, started feeling good about the beers that we were drinking to the point where they were kicked and we were like, oh. This sucks. This beer is kicked. Oh man, no, no, no. I, I do. We've had... we, we do the awe like every time, like we finish a pale ale, like every time. But like I'm doing this porter by myself. I have to drink this keg by myself. I've got nobody to share it with. Screwed. We all have uh, crosses to bear, Adele, and this is this is <laughs> yours apparently. Uh so what I am drinking is a very handsome young man dropped me off some beers this morning. Uh, my buddy there, my pal there, Nick, dropped me off some Trillium Your beers. Your cousin. Um, my cousin, yep. So I am drinking a Trillium Speed Metal. Uh, I haven't had the Speed Metal yet. It's a Citra and Armorello uh, IPA, 8%. Uh, and I haven't tried this yet, so I'm going to try it right now. For the- yeah, and just as a quick background, Trillium released Speed Metal once uh, back in 2014 or 15 uh, as a way to try to keep up with demand. Um, they were really finding that the beers they were releasing were going so quick they, they couldn't keep up with demand. And so this beer was a new release um, and something was more of an experimental beer that they kind of released to, to try to kind of help help keep up with demand, as I mentioned. And uh, they they revived it for the first time in four or five years. So 
Um, what are you getting? So it's very good. Uh, I'm just looking at the malt bill here, and it's very simple. It's just some two-row barley and flaked wheat. Um, very good grapefruit, almost like uh, grapefruit with sugar on top of it. You'd have for like breakfast or something. I'm getting a lot of that. It's a little green, but not too green. Hops are a little green still, but it's only I think it just was released today or a couple days ago. So it's it's pretty, pretty uh, fresh. Um, colors awesome. It looks straight up orange juice, turbid, just beautiful. Um, I like their I like the simplicity of their, you know, when they go with only like two a base malt and a flake malt and then they they hit it with two hops. I think that's where their their money is. That's where their balance is. They, they do really well with that sort of combination. But this is awesome. And the can's awesome. It's black and it's got a black top to it. It's just friggin' awesome. Mm. I'll show Adele here. Look at it. It's like it's all fuzzy, like it's speed. Oh, that's cute. intentional. Yeah. That is really cute. Yeah, it's not grainy. That's how it is. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. So I, I jumped, uh, I hopped back into the old basement thinking that Brandon was going to drink a trillion beer tonight. I didn't want to open with one as well. I stopped by the brewery today. So that's why Brandon ended up with, with the beers that he did. I am drinking a Hazel's Nuts from Oddside Ales out of Grand Haven, Michigan. This beer is a stout aged in bourbon barrels with coffee and natural hazelnut flavoring. This was bottled in 2016, so it's four years old. It's in a 12-ounce bottle. The ABV is not listed that I can see, but it is... um, the. The artwork is a gentleman, <laughs> a cartoon of a gentleman with a beard. Hence uh, the, the name Hazel's Nuts. And, it looks uh, like a woman with a beard. That's a woman with a beard. Sorry, that's what I meant. My apologies. <laughs> uh, definitely on the nose, that a ton of chocolate, but it's a sweetened chocolate. It's like a Hershey's chocolate almost, which is really nice. You get those barrel characteristics kind of the woody components almost like a uh, wet oak wood kind of kind of smell on it but it's got the charred the charred um, as well I'm also getting some nice vanilla notes as well there's a vanilla quality too that's really interesting the thing with nuts is specifically these hazelnut flavorings it's tough to gauge hazelnut itself as a flavor it's it's really dense do you get any nuttiness at all? On the flavor, I do. Okay. The problem is the beer's been sitting for four years, and it's got more of the woody characteristic of the barrel, not so much the bourbon characteristic. And it's really, really bitter, and it's really, really artificially sweet. So it's not really jiving with me right now. I, I assume as it warms, it'll it'll kind of hopefully that that really harsh bitterness will kind of mel- mellow out a little bit. Um, it, it's an okay beer. There's no real legs to speak of no head to speak of it's really um light on the carbonation and as everybody knows that listens to the show i like my stouts to be heavy on the carbonation overall it's an okay beer i probably should have drank it a lot sooner i'm sure people listening to the show right now are going you moron why didn't you drink this when it was fresh fair enough uh but you know it's a decent sipper i'll i'll sip this while we're chatting and and kind of leave it at that i will probably never get it again but um, it's interesting how they incorporated the bourbon. As I mentioned, it's a lot more of the barrel than it is the actual bourbon, uh, which is which is can be nice, but it's more of like the 
uh, oaky characteristic of the barrel, less of the alcohol that's kind of seeped into the wood of the barrel flavor. We do have a great show today. We're going to have a little Thanksgiving theme. But if you've been keeping up with the the podcast, uh, me and Nick were in a little competition. Uh, and we got some results back. And I think it's time to, to talk about it. So, Nick, do you want to get into it? I guess I'm the Vanna White of this, of this uh, situation. Yeah, Adele's waiting. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> We're just gonna act like Adele doesn't know. Okay. Um, no, no, no. Like we're like I know, I know. But like, <laughs> listen, for, for the listeners, pa- like we're trying to like build tease. suspense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we entered a local Massachusetts statewide homebrew competition. 102 entries. We entered our Sam New England IPA into the competition. It's a six percent ABV beer, um, and they judge based on the style that you enter in, as well as best to show. So um, much to our surprise, Brandon called me and asked me if I had seen the results video. The organizer posted a results video on Facebook, and he said that uh, we won the New England IPA category. Uh, The category itself had the most entries of any category in the competition, which was really nice to hear. Um, They don't know how many exactly. The website says 10, but every category says 10, so that can't be right. They had to break it up into two different tastings, uh, two different judging sessions because there were so many entries. Uh, and then we finished, uh, well, then Brandon and I decided to go back and watch the entire video up to best of show. And we finished second overall in best of show out of 102 entries. So, um, for our fourth homebrew competition, probably fourth or fifth, this is our probably second serious one. Um, really, uh, very humbling. <clears throat> it's, uh, as I get choked up. No, um, it's <laughs> very humbling and very, uh, it's, it's extremely, uh, it, it shouldn't be surprising to us. We're very, it validates our homebrew process for sure. And it's something that we were both really excited about. Uh, my wife was as surprised as anyone. Uh, and it kind of shows our significant others that the time and effort we put into this and, and how serious we are about it. And it pays off and it validated a lot for us. As I mentioned, I think it's something that Brandon and I were both uh, still on cloud nine for just waiting for our medals to come in and some scoring sheets and we're good to go. Yeah. I was so yeah, happy sure. for you guys. Like I, I flipped out. I told my whole family <laughs> I made a big deal about it here. Um, I think you guys got a little bit about that, like from that, from our conversations over the week, like how excited I am. But like, I have so many burning questions about the whole process, the competition, everything that I saved for the podcast. So. All right, let's let's, get into it. Yeah, let's just do it. So how many variations of this beer did you make till you finally made this last version? Um three i think we made it three times uh we i mean but we have made variations of new england ipas for close to two years now uh and this is just a refining process some of we have different series of them that have sort of excuse me different base malts different um different base hops and things like that and we do very mainly it's the different sorry mainly it's a different we 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 like to experiment with grist percentages and so some of the grist you know we have a hop we have a cone series of new england ipas where we kind of mess around with um different 
not not really necessarily different hops. We do different hops, but mainly it's the different times we're adding them in the amounts as well as the different grists. So we have one New England IPA that has flaked oats, barley, wheat, anything flaked you can think of is in this beer. And then we have another one that only has flaked oats and is 50-50 on the base malts. And then one that doesn't have, it's, a, you know, a 100% one base malt as opposed to 50-50 on two. And so we do a bunch of different experimenting, but the SAM series itself started off with Centennial, uh, Citra and Galaxy, and we love that. And then what we decided to do with the base of that in those hops was change out one hop, which is do something very similar to what a, a lot of New England IPA breweries do with their New Englands, is that they stick to one grist generally, and they switch out one or two different hops. And so Trillium's known for doing it with their Street Series, and so we want to do something like that with Sam. And so the second one we did was with Idaho 7, and so we took out the Galaxy, so it was Centennial Citra and Idaho 7. Same hop times, same temperatures, same amounts, just with Idaho 7. We wanted to see what that hop would do as opposed to Galaxy. And what we found was the Galaxy was very pineapple in nature, whereas the Idaho 7 was very um, orange, juicy, and pulpy. And it was a great way for us to experiment. And then the third one was this Enigma uh, that we utilized instead of the Galaxy. So we've been brewing New England IPAs for, as Brandon said, two years, and I would say over two years, and just failing for about a year and a half, probably um maybe even over a year and a half. So it wasn't until within the past six to eight months, maybe 10 months that we started brewing new England IPAs that we were really excited. Yeah. And this, um, and we sort of take turns on the recipe building who is taking the lead on sort of how the project's going. Um, because sometimes we do have vastly different approaches. So, so, you know, a lot of times, uh, somebody will have to take that lead on there and say like, I'm going to create the recipe. Um, we're going to add input and things like that as it's, it's a true collaboration. Uh, but like, I like the hop times to be on the hotter side and uh, the next recipe you do, they'll probably be on like maybe even no, no uh, hot side hops, meaning no boil hops or things like that are an excellent England IPA. So it's kind of fun that way. It totally changes up how we do them. Like, the recipes are completely different each time that we do a different series. So like that is super exciting to us. But uh, like I said, this one was uh, based off my uh, recipe I did for my uh, son when my son was born. Um, but it, the way it is now is a million times better than it was when we first had it. Uh, I think our process is just refined so much. Um, and yeah, it was actually, I think this was our first beer on the Andrew Foundry too, which is something I just am realizing now that is kind of cool that we, we brewed it for a competition on a completely new system, which is probably dumb to do, but completely new system, but use it, we just got similar it. in practice to the other ones we've used. Yeah, we felt comfortable. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that, that brew day then. And I, and I I'm specifically, I want to know. On that day, you're brewing with a brand new system. You're brewing for a competition. Did you know you were brewing a winner? Uh, no, you don't know. <laughs> brewing a beer. I think you could taste the beer and think it's okay. I mean, especially with a beer that's highly dry hopped. It took us. Nick had the first sample. Nick usually has the first samples. What do you think about it on the first sample? It was green. 
Yeah, it was definitely green. And and it's to be expected. You're adding, you know, in our case, eight, eight to 10 ounces of hops. And so, um, but we were very methodical in our approach to canning and uh, sending it in. So for example, we had the luxury of canning um, and, and kind of taking the first four cans and putting them aside because we didn't want to uh, can on top of hops. And so uh, our filtering process is something we're very confident with, but we didn't want to take any chances. So the first two to four cans we set aside. Uh, and so we took the next four cans and entered them in the competition. And then in terms of quality assurance, you know, I drove the cans to the organizer's home and dropped them off. So they were sitting in a cold cooler bag the whole time and they were dropped off in front of a house and put directly into a fridge. They were constantly cold. Uh, and then, you know, we canned, um, we, we let the beer sit in the keg for a week and a half before we even canned. And so you're letting it condition extra time because you're adding so many hops to the damn thing that, you know, that that bur- that hop burn in the green aspect takes some time to kind of wear off. So, again, taking that extra week and a half to two weeks to let the beer condition more, can it, take the day, bring it, as opposed to throwing it in a box and sending it, it's sitting in a warehouse or in a truck, who knows if it's hotter, what the situation is. Um, we were very, again, methodical in our approach in this competition. I think it, that kind of paid off for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For, for this style of beer, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of it is that, and that's what we are learning. You want this to drink. You, you, if you know the date that they're going to be doing their tasting, and you know the date of the tasting or if they're doing a best in show. We wanted to make sure that the beer wasn't too green. And we also wanted to make sure that the beer was drinking just right. So, like, this helped validate the time on our end or on our end that we feel is the best time to sort of brew this beer. Here's how long it's going to take to dry hop, cold crash condition, everything. We need to send it out at this date if they're going to drink it at this date. And then we set aside cans for ourselves to open up the day of the competition to see how they were drinking. And uh, we were confident. I mean, you know, it drank really nice. A lot of honeydew melon and a lot of pineapple for me. Uh, and I think that's something that the Enigma Hop brings to the table, which is different than the Idaho 7 and different than the Galaxy and um, something that we were really excited about. So, yeah, again, you know, there, there is a rhyme. There is a method to the madness. There's a rhyme and reason for, for why we did what we did. And, and obviously it paid off. That is absolutely incredible. So you said that you've made different variations of this series. Uh, did any of those other variations get submitted to competitions? Uh, the first one did. We did a local competition that's way, way smaller than this. I think there may, we didn't know how many entries were, but <clears throat> excuse me, like eight people made it to that finals. Um, and we became in second at that competition. We come in, this is our annual second place competition. <laughs> we have, uh, twice now or three times now. I can't remember how many times. Yeah, it was two, three times. It was twice. Oh, twi- yeah. Two or three times. Twice we've come in second in this homebrew competition. Um, but that was also with a different yeast. So it was the same company, just a different yeast. Uh, we went with an Imperial. And uh, the, the yeast on the first uh, iteration of Sam gave off bubblegum notes. So they, the judges were nervous that it was kind of almost Saison-like. 
uh, in some aspects, and I, we loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I would love to rebrew that beer with the yeast we use now. I think that'd be interesting. Uh, it's probably the yeast we'll move forward with on our New England IPAs, considering we won first place. Um, but but other than that, the recipe was the same. Okay. Are you are you guys intending on submitting the same beer? Well, probably another brew of it to other competitions. Now that you've got a, a gold medal beer, are you going to submit it to more? Uh, I think so. I think that we've been talking about uh, a few competitions. <laughs> I don't know. Are we just going to drop it here? I, I think, I think we it definitely. Entered in day well, so the one thing I can say is that um, it definitely sa- sa- satiates our thirst to uh, want to continue entering homebrew competitions. Uh, as I mentioned, it validated a lot for us. Uh, it validated Brandon's process and what he thinks about whirlpool temps and times. It validated for me the methodology and, and the thinking behind waiting before we can and uh, the idea of the aspect of conditioning and, and late fermentation dry hopping. Um, so, yeah, uh, and I think that all it does is make us want to brew more of this recipe utilizing different hops because I think we've seen huge differences in in the beers. All have been great, but huge differences in the flavor characteristics. Yeah, and that's huge um, because in the the uh, New England IPA brewing community, you know, everybody's like, well, you have to you have to dry hop high crozen. You have to. This is something that has to happen. We don't do that. We have, we have, you know, we're not going to go in scientifically or anything like that. We, we've done a little study and we find it is better for our process to do it later in the stuff. And this helps define, this helps validate what we think is true about uh, hopping in these beers and high crows and might not be the, the best time to hop. So this really validated that. For and us. to Brandon's point, not only that, but there are some, you know, world renowned breweries known for New England IPAs whose head brewers are coming out in interviews and saying as much. And so by no stretch of the imagination to Brandon and I think of the concept of late fermentation dry hopping. Uh, I think that we were probably the first ones in our homebrew club to do it. Um, and I think that it's not something that's very popular amongst home brewers uh because they they don't really see the the um the upsides to it but but for us we've done it and we see it and it's and it's because of the trials and tribulations we went through the first two years trying to brew a good new england ipa that we decided to do it when we did it um and and we have that experience well i have no doubt that you guys will be able to recreate exactly what you made for this competition because i know you guys keep like stellar notes on your brews it's very impressive i'm what so makes you excited. say that what are you trying to say what the jeez cuz remember you we sent me out a nerd? recipe so it has all no, the no i'm just saying like it's awesome like you <laughs> how do you know brandon document- wasn't one the one that did it why are you calling me a nerd cuz the because the spelling's right, and she's. I didn't. I didn't call text, anybody so. a nerd. You called yourself a nerd. I said you guys because I don't know who it was that wrote the notes, but like meticulous notes. I'm sure you guys can recreate it like to the letter, and then win all of the competitions. Oh Adele, don't you worry. We can recreate it. Don't you worry. That's what I'm saying. We're gonna recreate the shit out of it. Don't you're just don't gonna get you, don't you worry that little heads. All the gold medals. <laughs> I'm gonna invest in some green. Um, cheerleading pom poms. Yeah, you better get them. 
them pom poms ready. I'm gonna get those pom poms. Creepy. <laughs> that was definitely a creep. That was a creep statement. Sorry. For sure. Apologies. Apologies. Hey, mom. That that creepy man in the white van said to get my pom poms ready. <laughs> oh dear. Oh man, that's so creepy. Yeah. I wonder if I can Amazon yeah. it right okay, now. Okay, whatever. Uh, so, did you have any other questions before we move on? No, you guys. You guys kind of covered like. All the other stuff that I want to ask. I just, I'm so happy for you guys. It's so awesome. Oh, thanks, Adele. Thanks. I'm happy for yeah, me too. It, it makes it, yeah. It makes us feel good. Like uh, Nick said, going into competition season, hopefully we got a few others uh, coming up soon. Yeah, to Brandon's point. For, which we're yeah, doing. sorry. To Brandon's point, it's great momentum heading into competition season for sure. Uh, competition season's usually March, April, around there. Uh, hopefully with, with, the, you know covid and things hopefully they continue on with with some of them because we'd like to we're looking forward to taking home some more hardware um yeah that's the plan e 12s coming for that ass <laughs> yeah um so before we go into our little thanksgiving type deals take our little breaks i just want to ask if we have anything on the pipeline for brewing i know adele's got our recipe that she fucked uh, <laughs> in her fermenter right now that, that I'm sure will be lovely. After we're just pining over this great recipe, Adele's like, I, I'm i so proud of you guys. I love you guys. I tried to brew it, you know, in your honor and I just left out all the key ingredients. But that's cool. It's a pretty big ingredient, uh, too. Yeah, pretty big. Pretty yeah. big. So... Adele, do you have anything in the pipeline after the New England IPA? <laughs> I've been thinking about it. I've been uh, thinking about brewing this weekend, but I'm not. Um, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm not really in the mood this weekend. I think I need to sleep. <laughs> you got to brew that uh, milkshake stout. You're you're oh, craving. Oh right, I've been thinking about that. That's right. I have been thinking about a milkshake. Stout. She's been thinking about that as much as she's been thinking about smoking some meat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Smoking some doobies. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> doobies. There you go. You sound like a character from Scooby Doo. That's perfect. <laughs> that Smoking is. some doobies. Uh, yeah, for us, we're actually going to be uh, doing a collab beer coming up pretty soon with one of our buddies from the homebrew club, our homebrew club, our online homebrew club. Uh, it's gonna be a. Um, a milkshake IPA, a New England version of a milkshake IPA that we're really excited for. Uh, Nick, do you want to give the little deets on that? Yeah, so it's been years since we ventured out into kind of the banana land level of homebrewing. Uh, you know, when I first started homebrewing, we were throwing all types of shit into different shit. Uh, we had a brown ale that we just put Thanksgiving spices in. So like thyme, rosemary, uh, a ton of, and it, and it turned out good. Like it was a good beer because of a, because of some non tightening on some, on some kegs, we ended up losing pretty much the whole fucking thing, which was, uh, frustrating, but yeah, we, we've done, we've done kiwi and beer, blueberries and beer, uh, mango, um, pineapple. We've done some pretty crazy things. And so we're kind of going back a little bit to our roots, which is uh, as as Exit 12 Brewery, the, my big quote that I created was uh, experimenting every day, which was something that we did for a while. And so 
Uh, as we, Brandon and I got more serious, we decided to kind of go away from the kind of uh, banana land level of, of brewing, as I mentioned, and, and do more like uh, traditional things. Uh, so, but now we're kind of going back to it, which I'm really excited about because that was kind of the heyday of, of my home brewing experience. And so we're going to be doing, uh, as Brandon said, a milkshake uh, style New England IPA with um, Fruity Pebble cereal. So uh, we're going to add lactose into the boil, and we're going to mash in our normal grist, but we're also adding a full box of Fruity Pebbles into the mash. And then if it's not, if the beer doesn't come out Fruity Pebbly enough, we have purchased Fruity Pebbles uh, flavoring extract that we're going to add to the beer as well. So it's going to be a fun experiment. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm really excited about it. This could be an absolute shit show, or it could be a huge success. <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're adding that extract. We're making this thing fruity, pebbly. <laughs> we're, we're going to go after it. We're super excited about this. I've been wanting to do a milkshake IPA for a long time. So this is uh, this is really exciting for me. Um, yeah, super excited about it. Um, I've never even heard of this style yeah. of beer, milkshake IPA. So it's like a traditional right. like IPA, but you add the lactose to make it milky kind of thing. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, it works. It, it works really well with the New England style because that's sort of creamy already. Yeah. This just takes it to another level. It gives it that really it's almost like a, if you do it right, um, it's almost like a creamsicle type thing, uh, you know, or like, yeah, like it's very, very creamy rich. It's it's definitely um, a little bit more out there on those uh creamy flavors than than just a regular ipa or 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 a hazy ipa but it's it's if when done right people think it's a niche beer people you know people say everything definitely sounds like a niche beer. i like it uh it is a niche beer but they're like oh it's just like a fruit you know it's like you know it's not a real man's beer whatever (laughs) i love beers i love the haze i love the freaking milkshake ipa it might not be a man's beer it gets me drunk just the same so <laughs> damn straight that is what it is uh hell yeah all right guys we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna have some thanksgiving festivities the champ is here uh-huh the champ is here i have arrived the champ is here doing the Sam Adams. I'm going to try to float a bottle cap on top of it. Oh, God. Yeah, it is. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the balls. I almost did it, too. I didn't want to ruin the beer. Uh, So Adele asked if we have our Christmas trees up. So it was the day after Halloween, and I go outside to leave my house, and I see my my next-door neighbor putting up Christmas decorations. November 1st, he's throwing up Christmas decorations. Now, there is a little bit of an excuse. If you have a kid, the kid's begging you to put the Christmas decorations up, whatever, appease the child. I get it on some level. But 
What kind of psychopaths do we have in this society that decide Thanksgiving's not a holiday and we weren't, we're going to put up Christmas decorations anytime before Thanksgiving? Putting up Christmas decorations outside the house, inside the house, putting up a tree, decorating the tree, doing that before Thanksgiving is over means you are an absolute psycho and you have no respect for just waiting for time to pass as slowly as possible and just like a normal person putting up decorations the day after Thanksgiving. You know, what? I, I kind of agree with that, except in Canada, like we have our Thanksgiving in October. Oh, but yeah, <laughs> so, but we do have like one like memorable day in November and that's Remembrance Day. I think like you guys have like a vet Veterans Day or something similar. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we have Remembrance Day and it it's considered to be a little rude to put up Christmas decorations before Remembrance Day. So Remembrance Day for us is like November 11th and uh, it's it's long past. But I'm all like tacky because like before I came on the podcast with you guys today, like I got covered in tree sap because we're like we're wrestling this tree into the thing and trying to tilt the fucking base in such a you... way so that it's not going to like fall over. Oh my God. It was just... Ryan's not ha my husband's not happy you... with me. You fucking maniacs and your real trees. <laughs> See, I'm a big real tree guy, it's too. So, it's so fucking stupid. They fall all over the place. I love it. It's dumb. I grew up on real you trees. You can just... It, oh, I my God, you sentimental trees. I grew idiots. up on fake trees. I love I, real trees. It makes your whole house smell like pine, and it's just it's this glorious smell. And my kids get If I want to smell pine, I'll go outside. Well, I can, too. That's just air. My, now my inside of the house smells like pine. Your inside smells like the outside. My That's awesome. Inside smells like the outside. I but love the real tree. I th I, I think know. you buy a real tree, you put it up every year. There's nothing to look forward to. It's just you, a jerk off, putting up a fake tree that takes three seconds. You walk away. It's done, and it doesn't even look good. So like, yeah. for me as a real tree person, I like I go under the tree. I tighten it. My wife and I get into a huge argument because it's not straight. Uh, and then and then I, I water it. I have to water it like a normal plant every three days, you know, because the thing sucks up water. And then you, what's great is that when I'm bringing it in, I get the pine needles everywhere. So then we have to spend 35 <laughs> minutes sweeping up. You put it up and then when you got to take it out, it's even worse because by this point, the tree is already dried out because you gave up. Once Christmas hit, you gave up. You got to wait a week before you take it out because it's after New Year's. So there's even more pine needles. You got pine needles around. I'm still finding pine needles from last year's tree. And but you know what? It smells great, and it's a big part of my childhood. And it is what it is. And that's why I do it. Adele, look at this thing. Look at this thing. Is that the brown yeah. ale? Still got a nice little quarter finger head on it, hanging out. Oh yeah, put it in my veins, baby. Oh yeah. It'll be a great Thanksgiving sipper. Fucking right. My guy, you're coming around. I appreciate right. that. Yeah. And speaking of Thanksgiving... We're going to have a little Thanksgiving chat here. I know Adele 
is in Canada and she's a month removed from her Thanksgiving. <laughs> but guess what? We don't care what you did in Canada. <laughs> You're going to pretend that your Thanksgiving is coming up next week. <laughs> We're going to be typical Americans and oppose what we want on to you. Uh, but yeah, we got a little Thanksgiving chat coming up here. Uh, so, you know, um, let's just let's just get into it. What are we what are we doing? You know, are we traveling do we normally travel i know with covid not a lot of people are traveling let's just chat up a little uh little thanksgiving here what do we do brandon's like let's have a conversation all right (laughs) like fucking natural way of going into it that was great brandon you did a good job buddy (laughs) so for me (laughs) on thanksgiving thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays and and that's because one you get to eat because you're a big chungus. Okay, it's Friday. <laughs> Have some respect. But you're right. Not only do I get to eat as much as I want, but there's no pressure to bring gifts. You don't have to buy for 35 cousins you have. You just go, you eat, you drink, you fall asleep, and you leave. Wake up, you leave, whatever the case may be. I, I'm big on Thanksgiving. I look forward to Thanksgiving. I bring... You know, this year it's going to be the brown ale, but years past we did a cranberry pale ale. We did a brown ale. Um, I bring a special beer to drink as well to celebrate. And I just, when I get to where I'm at, I sit my ass on the couch and that's it. Now it's going to be different this year with a baby that I'm going to have to chase around, which is unfortunate. But you have got me fucked up. If you think I'm going to be the person that's driving to three, four, five different places, visiting with family, uh uh-uh. One and done, baby. I go one place, and that's it. If it were up to me, I'd be home all day. (laughs) If it were up to me, I'd be sitting on my ass on the couch, drinking my brown ale, watching football. Alas, here we are. So that's that's I'm big on Thanksgiving for that reason. And then Black Friday last year, I think it was Brandon and I brewed on Black Friday. And that was one of my big goals was to brew on Black Friday, brew on like a day after a holiday. I love that. You know, everybody's got the day off. We're all hanging out, you know, whether it's Black Friday or in the Irish, maybe Scottish community, Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas when you're boxing everything up. I want to brew on that day as well. So it's it's big for home for my homebrew hobby. It's big for uh, celebrating in general, and uh, and I'm I'm a very stubborn Jew, Jew. So like I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do, and it certainly includes not visiting my family. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, Nick, what is what is a, a typical Nick plate look like? You get yourself some turkey. Do you cover that with a little gravy? Oh yeah, maybe some mashies. Listen, mashy potatoes. Not even ma- Not only mashies. My wife is is Irish and Scottish, so there's seven different types of potatoes on the table. So you better <laughs> believe I'm, I'm hitting up them scallop potatoes, cheesy potatoes. You know what I mean? I'm hitting up the ham. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably hit that ham station a few times. You know, do myself <laughs> some turkey, and then I'm I'm gonna do things a little bit different this year because I'm bringing. Um, this year, I'm bringing a special uh, knish recipe. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna inject some Jew 
into this year's Irish and Scottish Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some homemade knish. Well, truth be told, you've already injected some Jew into <laughs> the Scottish <laughs> family. Uh, <laughs> so what <one> thing <laughs> I <laughs> Adele like yes, that. Did. Uh, I loved it. Adele's big on sex jokes. Oh my god, yeah. normally I'm the dirty so, one. I love it was me this time. <laughs> so uh I got a big a big thing on and maybe it isn't a big thing in um in Canada, and we're gonna get to what Canadian Thanksgiving's all about uh, cranberry sauce. What do we like the homemade, like real cranberry sauce, or do we like the shit that comes out of the can? What about the option of we don't like, we like neither because that's me. Okay, get baby, that cranberry I think sauce be... out of my fucking face. Alright. I am a big get me the canned stuff. I want the canned shaped jelly. So you want the stuff that like you have to I, you have to pump like four times. Yeah, the, the <laughs> lamp, it goes it does this. It goes flamp and it just plops on your plate and you cut it like a Thanksgiving turkey and you got all the little slices of it. I love that stuff. Get that real cranberry shit out of my face. <laughs> Go away with your homemade cranberry bullshit. Give me the stuff out of the can. All day. I think cranberry was injected into this holiday as a way for asshole vegetarians to be able to eat something on this holiday. I can't think of anything else because cranberry sauce doesn't go with anything. I don't know why people say it goes with turkey and, and like and, and I, does, I had one person once tell me that, that it went with ham. I almost choked him to death. What kind of maniac <laughs> mixes ham with cranberry sauce? So listen, I, I, cranberry sauce is the one condiment I could do without. It's a one aspect of the of the meal. Keep it as far away from me as possible. If I see it, I'm putting my hand in it and I'm throwing it against the wall. It's the most disgusting aspect of the meal, hands down. Yeah. Have you ever heard of sweet and savory, you dumb motherfucker? It is absolutely part of this, but... You know what I got to tell you? Here's a little hack. You know what your boy likes to do? I barely even use a, a fork anymore. <laughs> your boy gets all the dinner rolls by him. Just sopping stuff up with dinner rolls. <laughs> like, the fork is the most underused. I might take a little turkey for it. But everything else, all the other fixings, it's all so, getting soft up with some dinner rolls, son. Give me all those dinner rolls. So you, so, so you, so that, so that right hand of yours has never seen a fork on Thanksgiving unless it's taken some time. Although I'm a lefty, I'm a natural lefty, so I will have a fork in my left hand and a dinner roll in my other hand. And then if I, once I've done my turkey, I might double dinner roll it and just sort of get all that stuff in the middle. <laughs> just yeah, go. I don't. I'm I'm a big dinner roll guy. I'll have seven or eight of them by the end. Uh, uh, yes or Adele. no? Sorry, real quick. Yes or no? What? Go ahead. Do are we a fan of going around the table and saying what we're thankful for? No. No, I just want. My wife's family did it one year, and I wanted to get up from the table and walk away. It was it was wildly uncomfortable. We never did it again. So I've always been pro. Let's sit down, eat as fast as we can, as much as we can, so I can get back to my my football, sit my ass on the on the, on a seat, 
have a nice beer, let my gut stick out if I want, and just watch some football. One year, we went around the table, 20 of us, and talked about what we were thankful for. What what kind of maniac doesn't have a TV in eye distance of where you're eating? Do, I mean, trust me. Do you turn off? I, I, listen, I, 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 there was almost a third world war over me talking about at least having the TV on in the background so I could listen. Your boy got fantasy teams. He's got bets going. Listen, I, I can't. I need to at least know what's going on. Otherwise, I'm going to be under the table yeah. checking my phone the whole time. Yeah. But listen. I know there's – yeah, I know there's no hockey on during Thanksgiving, so you don't know what we're talking about. I think the Canadian Football League is well over at that point. But, yeah, no, Thanksgiving and, and football is a very deep tradition in America. And, yeah, you need to have that on the background. I need to have one eye on my dinner roll <laughs> and one eye – on the shitty Lions. Right. <laughs> the friggin' Cowboys playing some suckbag team. That's what I need, and that's what I, I need to see. What, what, what do you do with the home, what's season. the homebrew situation like on Thanksgiving for, for you? Actually, for and me, Adele as well. Uh, yeah, for me, you know, I'll bring a little bit... Uh, you know, my family isn't huge on the homebrew. They'll drink it a little bit. So I'll bring a, I'll bring some and I'll push it off onto people. Uh, but the homebrew is mostly for me to get the lubrication that I need to deal with uh, my, well, the, Nick's family. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Same that's family. Right. <laughs> you know, it's you his, know what? It's his, uh, it's his uncle. So yeah, I need special lubrication to get through. That's right. That and, and there's, and there's nothing quite like passing off homebrew that you slaved over for eight hours, sweating your balls off, cleaning equipment at the end of the day. There's nothing like handing off your homebrew to watch non craft beer, non homebrew drinkers, choke it down in front of you and tell you how much they like it. Nothing like it. <laughs> your your art, something that you worked so hard for and something that you are so excited about for them to take one sip of it. You can see it on their face that they fucking hate it, but they're still going to sip it in your presence. And then when you leave, they toss it in the sink. Adele, talk to us about what Canadian Thanksgiving is like, because I think Brandon assumes it's just plaid and beards and and you're just chopping wood so what is what is a yeah. Canadian oh god thanksgiving i wish look like? i wish that's what thanksgiving was the roasted squirrel oh, i just god. i just explained adele's hot wet dream that was basically essentially Flannel, what that was. beards um smoky meat that is definitely my wet dream no in canada like i don't i don't well, I personally am not into sports or anything, so I'm not really sure if there is any sports going on in Canada around that time. I I have no idea. But um, growing up and to this day, Thanksgiving's always been about just getting together with family. Um, so that you guys should sit down on a couch and stare at each other. No, we, we, we have <laughs> just... dinner. We have a big turkey dinner, get the ham out. And um, I mean, I, I survive my in-laws. Um, so it's, it's usually a stressful time for me. So I'm like right there with you with that, like that lubricant, because like, I need that liquid courage to get through the dinner without, um, I don't know. I forgot to tell you two of the four listens every week out of Canada are your in-laws. So, oh my God. Could you imagine? Oh my God. Well then I'm, I'm being real honest with them. I cannot stand. There's no better way to do it than indirectly on the podcast that you co-host. (laughs) 
I can't. It's just, it's so stressful for me. I mean, like they're great people in like small doses and stuff, but when you get everyone together in the same house, like it's just, there's so much noise and I just can't handle it. At least the kids, the kids will, will get together and they'll run away and they'll, they'll be in the basement. So there's, that's gone, but I'm surrounded with people that I don't have anything in common with. So I typically, I stay quiet. Um, cause yeah, like I, they're not in tech. They're not into homebrew. Like I have nothing in common with these people. And I just sit there and I feel awkward. So I just sit there and drink. And actually at least the one guy uh, works for the LCBO, which is like the Canadian um, liquor license um, organization thing. So he's him and, and the other um, brother-in-law have an appreciation for craft beer at least. So when I bring my homebrew over, like they can appreciate it and, and whatever. So at least there's that, but again, like they don't want to hang out with the chick because, uh, yeah. Well, probably because you're talking kind of about how much you take dumps everywhere. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> what kind of scumbag are you that you're not hosting? I thought you're the fucking patriarch. To. No, we used to do that. I thought you're a fucking feminist. No, we used to. Why don't you take Thanksgiving back? We used to. We used to rotate Thanksgiving, um, and then it just kind of landed at like the central person. Like there's someone that's like central to everyone, so she hosts and like i mean there's just so many kids at her house anyway it just it makes sense it just makes sense to host it there so like that family thanksgiving is is there and then my little home thanksgiving on my side is very tiny it's just my household which includes my parents and um it's great so this past thanksgiving because of covid i didn't have to do the in-laws thing so you know what i did i brewed i brewed I brewed on Thanksgiving. It was fantastic. My mom, she made a turkey. Actually, no. She made the fixins. I think my husband smoked the turkey. That's what he did. Yeah, yeah. It was a very delicious day. And I brewed. It was a fantastic Thanksgiving. It was probably my favorite Thanksgiving of all time because I didn't have to deal with any family or drama. It was just like everyone hanging out, doing our thing, coming together for a meal without the TV on. And it was good. All right, what's uh, what's the pie situation going on? All the pies, guys. All the pies. All the pies. All the pies. All right. I'm a big apple guy. You give me some of that apple, a little vanilla ice cream on that's the right. side. That's what I'm. Because as American, yeah, that's an American thing right there. Me, yeah, like I'm getting the apple pie. You get all those other pies out of my face. I'm only <laughs> Adele. Shut up. Shut up. You nasty motherfucker. <laughs> I am talking about delicious pastry. Get all and those not the disgustingness get all, that you're thinking. Get of. all those pies out of his. Uh, you know what? Get all those pies out of his face, especially that poontang pie. He's not a big fan of that at all. Oh man! And, I think somebody's gonna get a pie in the face tonight. Let me tell that was you. A gr- that was a great rock reference. I don't care what anybody says. It was. All right, go ahead. Um, I'm I'm a two pie guy. I'm a two pie guy. <laughs> I bet you are. Listen, <laughs> what, what, Brandon. What do you Brandon got? will oh, take nice. the entire apple pie into the living room with him. I like to mix it up a little bit. I like a little blueberry pie. I'm a huge pumpkin pie. Now, I think, I think for anybody that can sit here and honestly tell me with a straight face that the best pie in the world is pecan pie, it just means they have peasant taste. Because to say that a nut flavored pie 
which is a pie is supposed to be sugary. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be silky, smooth. It's supposed to give you the the yum yums in your tum tums. It's supposed to be an amazing, amazing moment in in the Thanksgiving meal. And to say that a a pie with just nuts on it, in it, everywhere. Listen, nobody likes nuts that much except for Adele. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. That's that was cheap on my end. It's a good way to get a good laugh out of Adele. But but pecan pie is the poor people's pie of pies. And for some reason, it's like one of the most expensive pies in terms of money. But in terms of like peasant tastes, I have rich person tastes. So like I like very rich pies that are done well, blueberries and in in the pumpkins. But pecan pies are for assholes, I think. I love pecan pies. I'm not gonna lie. But my my favorite pie, my favorite pie to serve, um, it's it's a little, <laughs> it's a struggle <laughs> because there's like a, a it's a timing issue, is uh, the baked Alaska. What the fuck's a baked Alaska? Oh my fucking god. Tell me what the fuck yeah. this thing is. Basically, it's just tell me. It's, it's just a, it's, what is it's this? whipped cream oh on top with Alaska trout in the middle. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a baked oh Alaska. Little salmon, little smoked salmon. I'm pretty sure this this dessert was like all the rage in the seventies and I didn't learn about it until a couple years ago. And then my family Brandon, you should been... know about this. You were like twenty five in the seventies. <laughs> Funny. Uh-huh. Brandon hates the old jokes. <laughs> oh, he's not even You're that old. There. But like, oh my god! So the baked Alaska. Picture this: it's an ice cream pie with meringue on top. It's cold. It's frozen, and it's warm and gooey all at the same time. It is fucking amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. You. You know yeah. what? You know what your boy likes sometimes is that uh, deep fried ice cream. I know this isn't Thanksgiving <laughs> thing. I'm just. You made me think of this. I like a little deep fried ice cream. Brandon going off in the left this. field. Adele? Yeah, no. It just I've made never me had deep fried ice cream. I've never been anywhere that oh, it's been Adele, available. It's a treat. Oh, I'm, I'm going to try treat, it. Man. I'll try it. I will. Yeah. I'll go for it. You got to find somewhere that does it. Uh, So another thing that I see that Nick wanted to bring up, because this is a Nick topic, is a little Festivus. Uh, and if you celebrate Festivus, so our boy Nicholas apparently does i don't but i want to i know my i have a good friend who celebrates festivus and i think it's one of the holidays that when our kids get older it'll be a good excuse for everyone to get together and and enjoy enjoy each other's company but i would love to as as a jewish man i would love to uh celebrate festivus to let everybody know what i think of them as if this podcast isn't enough um yeah so you know that the best thing to do is just do a Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving is way better than Thanksgiving. I highly recommend. That's because you're around people that you want to be around. (laughs) Correct. It is awesome. It is awesome. Uh, Yeah, Friendsgiving is the best. But Adele, do you know what Festivus is? I didn't until it literally said on the outline, Adele, look it up. So I was like, okay, Wait, what outline? We don't... Wait, what outline? We don't... uh, (laughs) Everything is off the cuff. We're, we're well, all no, we freestyle everything. Well, I mean, our our outline is probably the shortest thing to ever exist, and that's fine. Even the most improvisational minds could take notes from us. But like, my wife would disagree. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah, no, I looked it up and small penis joke. I... <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I think this is hilarious. I want. 
I want to try this. This whole Festivus thing. It is just because Nick wants to bitch at people and tell them off. And and Nick, you do this all the time. <laughs> you tell people off all the time anyway. Well, forgive Your me for being honest. Your whole life is Festivus. How dare Your I whole life honest. is Festivus. <laughs> <laughs> and you know... So I don't know why you need one day. Because it's more so... Maybe everybody... Because it's... I think our, our Festivus should be where we tell Nick what we want. You know, we'll air our grievances out that we've had through the year that to Nick, I'll do that. But Nick airs his grievances out the 364 other days of the year. That's right. Except this day, it's more socially acceptable. So when I call you a fucking prick, you can't get mad at me. Um, so I have a little surprise for everyone that I think is going to be very fun and very interesting. We have a game. Here on Exit 12, we like to play games on this on the Exit 12 Craft Beer Homebrew Lifestyle Podcast, whatever the fuck we name it. And one thing about Thanksgiving is that I think it's important to get in touch with our roots, so to speak. So I've created a game called Thanksgiving Trivia with Brandon and Adele. And, and so Adele, I know that you... Adele might struggle with this. These are all answers that, as an American, in Thanksgiving, Brandon should know. But we're going to try our best here and see how many we can pull off. The winner will get my respect and admiration forever. (laughs) (laughs) So, fun trivia Thanksgiving game. This is going to be a good time. Let's see what is what. The first question in the Brandon, yeah. How do we answer? How do we answer? Like, what's? Oh, the sorry. Yes, bad game <laughs> show host. So, the way Brandon is going to answer, or sorry, the way Adele will answer is, you could just say your name, Adele, real quick. Well, the way Brandon maybe, will maybe, answer. Should we write down our answers and then? N- well, you write down your answers for a fucking audio podcast. Probably isn't going to work very well, is it? But like. <laughs> Should we both get an opportunity to like present no, our answers? No, you're not going to get an opportunity. This is going to be you buzz in and you answer. I've, I've gone on. Yeah, you buzz in and and you answer. Uh, hold on. I think we should have buzzers. Our buzzer sound is ba ba ba. Whoever says ba ba ba, get it? Ten. Perfect. Okay. But you, okay. yeah. Brandon, we have to have two different sounders because I'm not going to be able to determine. Okay. Adele's is clearly ba, ba, ba. (laughs) That is Adele's sounder. And then I don't know what mine would be. Ah, park your car. (laughs) I don't know. What do you want, Nick? How about suck it? (laughs) Okay. That's okay. Fine. Fine. All right. Fair enough. And in the... I mean, I'm just going to be honest. In the American Thanksgiving <laughs> game show, uh, the f- question number one, we have five questions. Every question is worth one point, And the fifth and final question is worth four points. So that is the game winner. If for some reason we if there's in any situation a tie, this should not we should not have a tie. But if there is a tie, we will go to sudden death overtime. <laughs> okay now adele that means overtime means you go to another question oh okay oh shit 
She didn't even know what that meant. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you would think that it was. What did you think that we were going to do if it went over? I don't know. I well, I guess it would make sense to have like a tiebreaker question, but it would be it would tiebreaker be question. That's right. Okay. We are we ready? I am. Ready. Adele's buzzing is going to be ba 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 ba. Brandon's is going to be yes. suck it. <laughs> okay. Question number one. How long was the first Thanksgiving celebration? But, but, but. <laughs> Adele. <laughs> oh, crap. It was three days. Ding! <laughs> what the fuck would know that? You dummy? Who would know that? I just saw my hands. I did not Google at all. There was no Googling involved. Mm. We what cannot have Googling. Go fuck all right. One, Adele is up. What that is. <laughs> Fucking right. I didn't. Okay. Adele's up one nothing. Brandon, come on. Let's go. All right. The second question. This one, they also get progressively harder. So if Brandon, if you didn't know that one. <laughs> oh, fuck. We're <laughs> fucked. We are fucked over here. Okay, go ahead. Who was the first president to pardon a turkey? That was JFK. That was JFK. John, John F. Kennedy. That was John F. Kennedy that did that. <laughs> we love John F. No, come on, Canadians love John F. Kennedy. John we F. Love Kennedy. JFK. Oh my God. Who the <laughs> fuck knows these things? Who knows oh these God. things? No. Adele? Oh my God. No, no, no. JFK Brandon. is like, he's an icon. Like, Canadians love JFK. Listen, this is a fucking. Have you ever seen the movie Slumdog Millionaire? <laughs> It's like a slumdog millionaire situation where fucking Adele's life has prepared her for this stupid game to make me look foolish. That a is Canadian. what's happening right now. Two nothing Adele out the oh, game. On. Those, those, are two, those are two questions that were like, come on, like everyone easy, knows those. right? At least, at least, yeah. Hey Adele, I didn't fucking know him, you <laughs> dumbass. What Go kind ahead, of American three. are you? Jesus, Thanksgiving her. All right, Brandon. Listen, you got to step it up here, buddy. You're down to nothing. Adele in the most baffling display of knowledge. Uh, okay. The third question for one point. How many women were at the very first Thanksgiving celebration? Suck it. Uh, I would say seven. Actually, Incorrect. Brandon? No, no, you Actually? have to. You have to. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> go fuck yourself. Can I give him the answer? <laughs> if you know it, he, he's totally wrong. It was five. There's actually five women at the first Thanksgiving celebration. The, the, that is correct. <laughs> you are. This is Slumdog Millionaire. You fucking know everything about Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. Well, don't Why you, do don't, you know things? Like, don't you like learn about the holidays when you're in elementary school? Like, don't you do that? <laughs> what do you? It has been. I, do I remember? I learned about the okay, holidays. Okay, you know what? And, okay, so with okay, my kids are in elementary school right now, so we're kind of going over this like all over again. And I guess you're not there yet with your kids, so I don't right, know. Maybe it's a little bit of that. I wish I could. The resident feminist of the Exit 12 Homebrew Craft Beer <laughs> Lifestyle Podcast did not know the answer. First off, no, hold on. As the feminist of the podcast, I had more women. I thought there was more women at the first Thanksgiving. So I am a, I am a 
Uh, Glass half full. Unfortunately, that did not win you any points. Adele is up 3 nothing in the American Thanksgiving trivia game show for the Exit 12 Homebrew Craft Beer Lifestyle Podcast. Question number four. Worth one point. This is sports related. So, Brandon? Oh, if I lose this, it's going to be fucked. When was the first Thanksgiving football game? What year? Bah, are we talking, I mean, bah. <laughs> suck it. Are we talking professional or just? Foot, non, not NFL, football game. Uh, Can I go bop, bop, bop yet? What year was it? No, he, 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 uh, he, he, he's first. He just. 1885. Eh, that is wrong, Brandon. Adele? Do you yeah, know I, this, I, Adele? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it was before that. It was before that. It was actually in 1876. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> How do you know? Wait That's a minute. <laughs> hold on. Is That's this correct. the thing where you guys... Hold on. Dude. Did you guys... Did you guys... This is how dude. this is happening. I'm figuring out. Hold on. No, wait. Did you guys play this before we Come on, started? dude. Relax. Then... Really? Thanksgiving. We're yeah, on the same chat. No, I'm, I'm no. literally doing... No, 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 no. Thanksgiving is all about turkey... And like you guys, you guys planned this to on. make me look silly. Come on, that's uh, that's far, uh, not even close. I, I didn't. I, even... I don't. Don't listen to me, Adele. You don't know this shit. You don't know this shit. You don't know this thing. How was? How would she be pulling you, it up? Yeah, because you gave her the answers. How would I know? I just did the questions. Listen, listen, listen. I am. I am saying that I'm going to go on with this, but I know what's going on. That is not the case. I promise you that. This is the mo- I'm as surprised as anybody. This you know what? I'm bananas. actually offended. I'm offended that he doesn't think that I know yes, Thanksgiving. I don't think you know. <laughs> I don't think you know. The last question is actually a Wheel of Fortune style question. In that, I'm going to give you a clue, and I'm going to give you some letters, and you have to guess what the word is. So... This question is worth four points, and Brandon, if you get it, <laughs> I don't know how the math worked. If you get it, it's tied, and we go into sudden death. If you get it wrong, yeah. I mean, you've lost. So you have you have a chance to come back. This last question, fill in the blank. The word itself starts with F, and it ends with T. Thanksgiving. Fill in the blank on this on this statement. After a big, huge Thanksgiving meal, Brandon's belly looks what? The word starts with an F and ends with a T. <laughs> I'm, I, you son of a <laughs> I hate everything about you. Brandon, do you have a guess? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it says. I don't want to play this anymore. I don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> Uh, Thanksgiving is a time to be thankful for the people that mean something in your life. And I thought this podcast were those people, and I hate <laughs> you guys. I am not thankful for a thing about either one of you, and Adele, you are included in this. Both of I am you not people. answering this either. I'm, I'm going to boycott this. Well, game. listen, we can give... Uh, by due to forfeit, Adele has won the first ever Exit 12 craft beer and homebrew lifestyle podcast Thanksgiving quiz. 
Thank you both for participating. I don't know how Adele won the American Thanksgiving trivia game, but she did. Oh, it was great. Neither do I. It's amazing. All right. It's amazing. All right. After that rousing game, it's time for us to get into Bruce songs. Brandon's still very upset. Uh, Adele, he's, he's a little bit of a sore loser. You didn't know that about Brandon, but here we are. Uh, once a week, Brandon, myself, and Adele pick one song each to represent our Bruce Song of the Week to be added to a playlist Brandon created that you can follow on Spotify. It's called E12 Brew Songs, E12 Brew Songs. Uh, it has an eclectic mix of everything representing who we are and some of the inside jokes within the show's natural flow. And it's something that we all, the three of us, really enjoy doing. So don't forget to follow the playlist and play it before Blast it during or keep it in the background as white noise after your respective brew days. And and be sure to give us support in that form as well. We don't have ads on the show. We don't run advertisements whatsoever. We ask for support in, in ways of, of commenting on the show, rating it five stars, and following the playlist. Uh, it would be very much appreciated. This week, we're starting with Brandon for Brew Songs. Brandon's song this week is... An interesting one, but not really because he's an interesting guy. And that's just how Brandon works. Uh, the name of the song is Beer by Real Big Fish. He texted me, Really Big Fish. So for three minutes, I was searching Really <laughs> Big Fish and nothing was coming up. But this is I Ska. I may have been drunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a good song. Adele's jamming. Oh, yeah. This is Adele's jam. This is my jam. This is a good one. Listen, it's just a jam to have a little beer. We're a we're a beer podcast, even though we barely talk about it. <laughs> um, not this episode. We're more talking about yeah. I know. Uh, but yeah, it's just a it's. A, I, I like a little ska sometimes, and and this is a good one. And this is uh this is very sublimeish. I feel like uh, a little bit. It's more like uh. Mighty Mighty Ballstones would probably be the, the Ballstones. Most famous Scott. The Mighty Mighty Ballstones? Boston. Those Ballstones, <laughs> oh, <fuck> man. <laughs> I, Ballstones is what I meant to Adele, say. Adele, those Ballstones, they're really, they're Mighty Mighty. And they have those Ballstones. <laughs> I hate everything about both of this episode. I don't even want to finish this. I'm doing this under protest. Brandon's this very point. upset with us right now, Adele. But listen. When you lose fair and square, you have nothing, no one to be mad at but yourself. I just, I'm waiting till I get to Adele's song to just put me out of my misery with some scary rock in my ear, my ear. Balls. That's right. But let's stick on this song. And this song is very much like jean shorts, ripped, tatted t-shirt, painted fingernails, just kind of doing your thing. Nick, every week you try to paint this stupid picture of young me. Uh, I didn't even say I can't was... wait till we get... Okay, okay. It wasn't me, but anyway. Every week we do this. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be texting the old uh, Papa Dukes of Nick, and I'm gonna be getting some pictures of young Nick, and we're, we'll see who's laughing then. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, and I am up next. Everyone that knows me knows that I am an 80s baby, even though this album came out in 1990. 
I was three years old, and this is still a song that I blast to this day, and I can't help but dance when it comes on. Brandon, you know what I'm talking about, baby. Back then, in the 80s and 90s, there were boy bands aplenty, and one of them, from the previous Boys to Men, my boy Michael Bivens created a little, a little group called Bell Biv DeVoe. Ever heard of it? And their hit song was Poison. 1990 from the album Poison. It is their big hit and it is an absolute motherfucking banger. Adele, Adele's face right now. You, this song I is recognize awesome. it. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, that's as far as I go. Is I recognize it. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is for that sensual love making (laughs) that you may or may not be doing every now. That's right. You go to like a friend's wedding. You come home with a nice lassie. You taking her. You pick her up. You throw her on the bed. Put this song on. You start break dancing in front of her. (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing sexier than that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Adele? It's not my jam. It's not my jam. I just don't like it. (laughs) It's not my jam. I don't like it. I wish I was listening to some corn. Corn? Oh, I don't. I'm not even wearing my corn shirt on right now. Okay. No. I was like, what? Do I have that shirt on? You had to look down to be like, oh, fuck, you figured me out. (laughs) Yes, Adele, I know you like corn. You wear your corn shirt many a times on this podcast, so I know you like corn. Yes, I do. (laughs) So, Brandon, he was just. He was so ready to go in on Adele this week. And and rightfully so. I mean, listen. Rightfully so. (laughs) Listen, she bested him. Uh, handedly in, in a game of American Thanksgiving trivia, and that game is under protest. And he's 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 right to be upset. He was embarrassed on national podcast networks. So global, actually global, right? But Brandon, actually, um, <laughs> he's in a situation where he's getting ready to make fun of Adele, and unfortunately, that's not going to be the case because this week Adele went out of left field. Her song this week is Bubba Sparks' Miss New Booty. Something that, I, trust me, Brandon, I'm just as surprised Adele as you are. Adele has never heard this song before. No! Adele. Yeah. Oh, no. This is not my jam. Brandon. This is Adele's jam? Before she sent it to There's, me, Brandon, she said, oh she said, Nick, I am Miss New Booty. And she said, play it. That's right. Yeah. No. Listen. What are you talking about, Adele? This is clearly uh, Southern rap is where your heart is. Is that I what know this, this is supposed to be? Sure. <laughs> Adele, you sent it to me. I thought this was what? this is your go-to. Did something go wrong with my link? <laughs> oh, wait. Adele's actually right. I have the wrong song. Yes, this was supposed to be Adele's song next. next week. My apologies. <laughs> oh my god. Play my song. Play my jam. This week Adele's song is not Bubba Sparks' Miss New Booty. <laughs> it is the Ascot Royals. Name of the song is Evil I Know. So, yeah. 
I dedicate this song to Thanksgiving and getting together with family that you should not get together with. Very nice. <laughs> this is the, the, the Brandon. Brandon's father-in-law is the evil he knows, and that is this is very appropriate. Yeah, yeah. This reminds me of just sitting at Thanksgiving dinner and hearing my father-in-law Nick's uncle just talk about how he's a meat guy and he got this meat and <laughs> how I should be enjoying it and how he's looking at me creepily when I take every bite of said meat or turkey or whatever it is. You like that? You like that meat? Yeah. Got that for you. Special. So, just for you, kid. So you know. Just for you. You know. Like, you gotta right, be thanks, making man. your O face while you eat that meat. Because <laughs> you know the evil. I don't know if my my stepfather is looking for that he has yet to get it and i think i think he might go home unsatisfied again this year well that would mean that that is what he's looking for so i I think i don't know what adele's talking about he just said he's looking at your face with every single bite that you take just looking to to make sure that you're enjoying yourself you should you should take it to like it's a very jewish thing that he wants to know that he provided the meat for this and he wants to make sure I'm enjoying it. It's a very Nick does it too sometimes. If he makes a meal, he has to make it like he makes me point out if it's good or not. He's looking for that he needs that validation. I get that. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same much. way. I'm the same way with when I when I brew my beer and give my beer to friends or I make my baked Alaska for a special occasion. Because it's time sensitive, let me tell you. The baked Alaska, so the the tuna with the the <laughs> whipped cream over the top of it. Yeah. So yeah. this song to me, Brandon, reminds me of like a scene in a TV show, like on FX, where everybody's sitting at the table for Thanksgiving. Grandma takes like one spoonful of you know yams, and as the song comes on, her head fucking hits the plate and she's dead. And everybody's looking around. <laughs> and then this song, like, really, it fades in. And then it cr- end credits. Oh, yeah. I kind of like yeah, it. That's exactly Someone poisoned Grandma, Brandon. And that's what this song is. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I gotcha. Yeah, this is, uh... uh it's, I mean, it's par for the... It, this is an Adele. This is an Adele. Jam. Really? Because I, I thought all... you would have been... I thought I thought it's the Miss New Booty would have been par for the course for Adele. So, <laughs> listen, she likes her little her little guitar. She needs her like rocking. Yes, yeah, she needs the instruments, right? Is. And Miss New Booty does not provide that. No. So I like. Hold on, real quick. I like that we have been doing this podcast for upwards of three months now, and Adele has refused to go outside her box. Yeah. I just want to see how long it's going to last. She's just going to like, we all like, I stress. I'm like this last week I did hip hop. I'm going to do something else. I'm like varying things up. Adele's like, this is my lane. Spotify mix for alt rock. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever they tell me is what I'm jamming to. That's what I'm jamming to this week. You got, I, I respect it is what I, I do. like I what I like. It. That's right. I'm, I respect. I'm it. not gonna lie. I don't respect it. I think it makes this bit extremely one-dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys bring the other dimensions 
I can bring my consistent one dimension and you guys bring the other. Honestly, just you and I, Nick, alone, like we're so different in our in our tastes that like we bring opposites. And then it's Brandon that's the wild card. We don't know what Brandon's going to bring. That's right. That's right. That's what you got. Yeah. And that's and, and having one person be the entertainment for a three person podcast in a bit is a recipe for success. <laughs> so please don't hesitate. Follow the podcast on Spotify. E12 Brew Songs. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Brandon, the loss is still stinging you a little bit, huh? The the Canadian embarrassed the American this week. <laughs> I just, I don't like, I thought we were a team. I thought we were a team on this podcast. What do you mean? How are we not a team? <laughs> I, listen, I came and I was honest this whole podcast. And I am the the natives of this great land, and you are the <laughs> coming on to my land, and I am unaware of all this. I am just, and you guys took advantage. Of I am doing this podcast going forward as a protest. Uh, I will continue to do it. I will continue to host it. But I hate both of you. I hate your faces. I hate everything oh about you. Just let uh, this is my airing of grievances. This is my festival <laughs> to the both of you. And just let you know that I hate you guys and I hate your little uh, scheming, your little schemers. And I don't appreciate it. And I would just like both of you to know from the bottom of my heart. Suck. <laughs>